When did you leave Cedar Key? We left last night. I got the um, the Weather Channel group in there and set up, and they spent the night in there, which is it's not a storm shelter, but um, we allowed them in there to be able to, to document the storm surge and educate people about the risks of storm surge. So when you say Weather Channel crew, that's the folks that Jim Cantori and his crew are in there? Yeah, yeah, Jim Cantori, and there, there are four of them, his producer and then two camera guys. Can you explain uh, what goes on and research-wise in that center? Sure. Yeah. So our biological station mainly works on natural resources in the nature coast. So we do things like seagrass restoration and ecology, um, oyster reef restoration, um, fish and wildlife studies, um, and also a lot of studies on coastal resilience, living shorelines, um, how to protect coastal infrastructure and habitats, those kinds of things. So what have you been hearing coming out of Cedar Key uh, this morning uh, regarding how that area has been impacted by Adalia? Well, it was a, it's been a devastating impact on Cedar Key. We, we, um, Dr. Mark Clark over in Soil, Water, and Ecosystem Sciences just texted me the, the surge numbers, and, and uh, it looks like it was about a foot and a half more storm surge than Hermine was. The water's dropping now. Hermine was the storm in 2006 that was previously one of the biggest storms in recent times at Cedar Key. Um, the water's dropping now, but the tide is, um, as we're talking now, it's almost 11 o'clock. The tide's rising for another three hours. So I think it's going to drop really slowly until we get past high tide at 2 p.m., and then it'll start dropping uh, much more quickly, I expect. And what was um, the uh, what was the storm surge footage at the time when he sent it over? peaked at 8.905 feet, the storm surge, and Hurricane Hermine was 7.3 feet. So it was about 1.6 feet higher than Hurricane Hermine in 2016. And that seems to be what we're hearing today, and that's unfortunate for sure that it's that way. We, we're hearing anywhere between 7 and 12 feet along that area. So maybe hopefully, I, I, maybe some areas might have gotten into the 12 feet, but luckily in that area did not get to 12. For you, it's maybe hard to say, but at this point, what do you feel the impacts might be on your research in the facility, given what we, you're hearing so far about how the storm's coming through? Well, the fortunate thing for us is the building is up on the first level of air-conditioned space is 19 feet above the ground, so it was safe. And, and per our hurricane plan, we've basically moved all the valuable equipment and everything upstairs. So we didn't lose a lot of equipment or anything like that. But um, there are a lot of tanks downstairs, and there's some pumps that might have gotten submerged. We had them elevated, but they, some of those could have gotten damaged. I haven't been there yet to see the, the extent of the damage. But but it'll be a big cleanup. And, uh, you know, when the water comes in like this, it's not just water. It's a lot of sediment and mud and and uh, it, it creates quite a mess. So, so there'll be a good bit of work getting it back up to, back up to speed. And I don't know about damage to the wet lab with regard to like aeration and pump, uh, pump piping and that kind of stuff. So it's really too early to say exactly what the damage will be. But you know, I expect, you know, with hard work, probably within a month to six weeks, we can be mostly operational. And then there may be things that we need to order that we can't get in and that quickly and it may take longer so but i'm i'm speculating a bit because i haven't been there um i was watching the weather channel and learning about our lab with everyone else um, at the same time because we evacuated and i'm glad we did i mean it was 
not a safe place to be in Cedar Key during this time. So, And I would imagine every time there is some, some level of threat you've evacuated. Has there any been any time any folks have stayed in, and hunkered down during the storm? Well, we always encourage everyone to evacuate, just like the city officials do. Um, there's a couple of members of our team that have houses that are well above any flood stage in Cedar Key because there are places in Cedar Key that aren't in flood zone at all. And some of those, a couple of those employees stayed on the island, and we've checked in with them, and they're safe today. Um, but most of us got got off the island and went. Uh, a lot of us went into Gainesville. Um, I have stayed there for some storms um, where we have had surge events, but none of this magnitude. Um, So it's, it's, uh, yeah, this is a, this is definitely a big storm for Cedar Key. And it sounds like in, in modern times, at least a historically high water level for, uh, for the island. Definitely is. As someone who works there and has, uh, you know, colleagues and friends who live and work there and, I guess, can you just tell me, you know, how hard it is to see Cedar Key go through these types of events? You know, it's really difficult because it is a very small, very close-knit community. You know, we have great relationships and and friends with, you know, the entire city commission and the fire chief and the police chief. I mean, these are people that are very close in our lives. So to see the town go through this is, is really heartbreaking. And we dealt with that in Hermine. Um, the one thing I will say is, is in the aftermath of Hermine, um, I was amazed at how quickly the town recovered. I mean, they just got in there and everybody just gets in there and starts working. And, you know, probably six, eight weeks after Hermine, it would have been hard to find evidence of that storm around town. And I don't know that it'll be this quick for this one, but um, but I can tell you it's a resilient group of people that is going to work hard and and uh, and get back up to speed just as quickly as possible. 